Here we go. We're back again. Another fit session. Another fit session that Heath did not make. <laughs> he did not make this one. Man, he's busy, guys. Give him a break, right? He is. He is busy. <laughs> he is amazing. busy. So it's getting close to hunting season, and everybody is... Uh, I know everybody's excited. I've been seeing pictures and posts. and Oh, yeah. Trail cameras are out. Oh, yeah. Everybody's, in my opinion, maybe jumping the gun a little bit on food plots because the army worms are going to eat them up probably. But there's some <laughs> people putting some food plots in, Yeah. Uh, especially up north, northern part of the country. It's it's about time. Yeah. But everybody's getting it on their mind. If oh. that, the guys going out west, they're really getting it on their mind because they're like 15, 20 days out, Yeah. you know. Which is kind of what we're going to talk about today a little bit in uh, fitness for hunting. Because that's what, I mean, really, that's where yeah, everything kind of comes down pod- to for us. Yeah, this pod- this podcast, I mean, pretty much our lives revolve around hunting mm-hmm. uh, in some form or fashion. And and that's the reason I stay in shape or try to stay in shape or try to stay fit. Not only to be able to do it, but to be able to do it a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to do it forever as long as i'm alive i want to be able to do it yeah. so that's kind of part of my motivation behind my working out and staying fit and being able to do what what i can do and and i think that's you know as hunters if we want to do this for a long period of time i think that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. as far as fitness for hunting that they that you can have you know it's a lot more fun when you're not huffing and puffing in the <laughs> yeah woods. And, and and i'll say this right up for the right up front because you know i know we're gonna get it no you do not have to be fit to go hunting it yeah. is for every single person whitetail hunting dude you don't that you can eat ho-hos and drink chocolate milk and ride the four-wheeler of your tree stand. yeah i mean and be <laughs> successful and oh, be yeah. successful doing it i'm not at all trying to say that you got to be fit to be a hunter because right. I don't agree with that. I think it's for every single person out there. I, that, that's just where I stand on it. But I do try and stay fit because I want to do it for as long as I can. I don't want to miss a hunting season because I'm in the hospital. And, you know, and I may, I may, it may happen one day, but it's not because I didn't do everything I could to prevent mm-hmm. it. Um, so that being said, we're going to talk about fitness for hunting. Sweet. I yeah. like it, and and like we like I just said the whitetail deal, you don't you can, you don't have to have a high level of fitness to be a whitetail hunter. You mm-hmm. just don't. Now I will say, hanging tree stands, mm-hmm. getting in and out, dragging deer out, it sure makes it a whole lot more fun. Even and a when whole you're a lot easier when you're in shape. Even when you're in shape, dragging a deer out of the woods is still tough. <laughs> Any dead body is hard to handle. <laughs> yeah. It just makes it a little easier. You say that like you know more yeah, than I know. I was, well, Any I, dead no. body. All right, B. I uh, wasn't thinking of This has quickly turned to a murder mystery podcast. This week's podcast of the Tour 12. <laughs> I, was not th- I was not thinking human, but I was thinking black bear. If you want to talk about something that's hard to deal with, yeah. get your hands on a dead black bear. For sure. I it is a imagine. struggle from the get-go. Yeah. He told me a story one time about... Um, being in the woods trying to load up a bear by himself yeah, had to winch it across his uh, yeah. over a tree and yeah. over the atv and back down into a ditch yeah and, i mean all kind of stuff oh they're a pain when they get on the ground they're wow. fun to hunt but when they get to the ground they're a pain to handle well, that's crazy for sure but um like on our previous podcast my opinion only my opinion 
functional fitness again. I mean, that's where, uh, it's where I, feel like, I feel like it's the way to go if you're trying to get fit for hunting. Matt's over here shaking his head. No, but this I is agree. What, this I've definitely what, seen that because, I mean, I can go in the gym all day and lift weights, but if I know I have a trip coming up, I have to change the way it. that I'm training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With functional fitness, you're ready to go all year long. All the time. Nonstop. Yeah, I, I was about to say that. I remember, I think it was before you went, um, I don't remember where you're going, but I remember you calling up, man, I'm on a treadmill. I was laughing, <laughs> you know, because you got this meathead on a treadmill, you know, who hates it, you know. And, yep. But he he knew he needed to get that cardio Absolutely. up because he was going to be, it was before he went on the turkey tour. He was oh, yeah. going to be walking through the, you know, all over the mm-hmm. place and he needed his body to be able to handle that. So he, mm-hmm. he did yeah. what he needed to do. Yeah, I would say that's the best thing about functional fitness like you do is you're always ready to go, always in shape. Yes. You're not having to change up the way that you're training that right. I would have to do before. For mm-hmm. a trip, um, and, and to get into that a little bit, let's we'll kind of break it down. So we'll break down whitetail hunting first, then maybe out west hunting, and the differences in what kind of training you might could do. So for like the whitetail guys, it, and this is my eyes, and this is what I see from you know thirty something years of deer hunting, um, being able to handle your body weight in awkward positions is huge. I mean, being able to lift your body weight with one leg to get in a stand or to climb a tree or to hang a stand or being able to hold your body with one arm while you're attaching a tree stand with the other. Those are, that's the kind of fitness that you're looking for to not only, I think, I think increase your chances of harvesting mature bucks more consistently because if you are in shape you can do that stuff more you can do that stuff effortlessly Mm -hmm. and not make a bunch of noise and not make a big ruckus and slip in and slip out and get in a tree quiet versus loud those are the benefits that come from having the strength to be able to manipulate your body weight and move it effortlessly Mm -hmm on one leg or with one arm or what have you yeah not everybody climbs trees like you do though he, that's true he th- every time he's talked about you hunt he said you wait till you climb a tree with me it's like that gum jungle gym yeah he has these long legs and you have a short guy like me behind yeah. him having to do pull-ups to get up in the stand my Touché. feet aren't even touching fitness. pegs functional fitness touche i will stretch a tree step out a little that's bit hilarious. too far sometimes i've tried i'm not that bad anymore i've gotten better that's funny i've gotten better well, in our case, too, it's like if we're climbing a tree, and Matt does this all the time, he's climbing a tree with a 50-pound backpack or mm-hmm, more, mm-hmm. you know, with all of his camera gear Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. So it's not just for the hunter. It's Mm-mm. for – because any more people are going together and they're filming each other. You know, I'm, I've talked to several people in the course of the last two months who said, hey, what kind of camera can I get, mm-hmm. you know, to – film my son or film my brother absolutely and, there's a lot of know, guys doing it like out there now. people are liking that you know that aspect of doing this together you mm-hmm. know whether it's in a tree or in a blind and and so it's not just for the hunter it's for the guy going with the hunter mm-hmm. you know or, absolutely you know so it's it's very important and it's easy to get that type of conditioning and fitness because you really don't have to have a whole lot of equipment mm. i mean at all i mean push-ups pushing your body weight up off the ground that's easy every anybody can do that anywhere get a box get something to step up on Mm -hmm. put that backpack on with weight put more weight in it than what you're going to have going up a tree and do step ups do Mm -hmm. 500 step ups you know 
just conditioning your body to pick that weight up with one leg Mm -hmm. and don't don't do a half step and throw your other foot up there real fast do a full step push all the way up with that one leg step back down do the other leg Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over um even just hiking with that backpack on is going to be huge because your back muscles and your neck muscles and everything is getting acclimated to that weight Mm -hmm. i mean that's a huge thing if anybody knows it has carried a backpack with weight in it that hasn't for a while the first thing your neck gets sore your mm-hmm. traps get sore yeah. and on the top of your back gets tight yeah that's just because it's not used to that weight doing that a few months before season starts going to eliminate all of that it's fatigue. not just the weight aspect either it's the scent you know mm-hmm. if you're Absolutely. out of shape and you're carrying 50 pounds into the woods mm-hmm. and you got sweat rolling down every crevice of your body yep. you know you're gonna have to change clothes when you get in the tree exactly put them in a you know in a plastic Plastic sack and tie them up and hope nothing's you know being in shape feet. to get your but where your body's not as stressed doing that is going to help yeah for sure but i mean and pull-ups you know pull-ups are great for you know getting used to climbing and getting in the tree stand and things like that you know being able to pull your body weight up with with an arm or two arms or what have you or at least assist your legs that's going to help mm-hmm. in a huge way in a huge way and when you get so i mean to me those things for the whitetail hunter are some easy things that you can do i mean obviously any weight training you can do is going to help because it's going to make you stronger Mm -hmm. but those are kind of some specific things that you can do that you doesn't require a lot of equipment that you know can get you in the shape Mm -hmm. i mean crap stick stick two or three uh sections of your ladder on a tree in the backyard and just climb, climb up, up and down. down it yeah you can I mean, throw your kids on a sled and drag them around yeah. the house i'm gonna help you absolutely <laughs> anything like that you know it doesn't take a lot just the effort to do it you don't have to have a bunch of equipment to get yourself in better shape for what for what you're trying to do right now when you're going out west that's a whole different monster because it's more hiking i've never been hunting out west so. it's a lot of walking a lot of hiking most of the time you're going to have a backpack on your back that's going to be in the what 20 pound range matt you know yeah, if you got so. some snacks and foods and water water is going to be your heaviest thing matt snacks probably weigh 40 pounds he yeah, puts you gotta it, take the snacks i took it. my binoculars out of the case the other <laughs> Just day so you my chest harness yeah. filled it up with snacks yeah so you know you're talking about different type of training we're gonna have yeah. to do for that which yeah. is going to incorporate a lot more cardio some long longer rucks which a ruck is just basically putting a backpack on with weight in it and walking mm-hmm. i mean and the more elevation change depending on where you live in the u.s the more up and down you can get the better off you're going to be mm-hmm. with that but that's probably one of the biggest things or the easiest and 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 most beneficial things that you can do if you're going out west is get that pack on put a little more weight in it than what you're going to be carrying every day and walk and walk a lot and do lots of it yeah so because you you may be covering anywhere from five to 15 miles a day Mm. walking out there and it's not going to be flat more than likely yeah and a lot of times what people don't you know the biggest issue i see with people going out west is their feet Mm. that's probably the number one thing that puts people down is foot issues because they don't wear the proper footwear whether it's yeah that boot issues or their ankles and feet are not used to the 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 unlevel terrain 
that they're walking in. Yeah, I ran. Uh, I was telling Matt earlier, I ran at um, Mount Nebo. They have some mm-hmm. trails out there. I ran the bench trail, mm-hmm. which it's not really like really mountainous or anything like mm-hmm. that. There are a few climbs, but just not having like that solid, solid footing. footing like you have on the street. My my ankles, the bottoms of my feet, mm-hmm. um, all of it was sore for a couple of days. And one one thing, I had the wrong shoes on. I had you know like regular, regular running, running shoes because I don't run a lot of trails. But wrong footwear. But then also the instability of um, you know, here's a rock. You're gonna have to step on it, and then your foot's gonna shape differently than mm-hmm. it does. Or um, you know just the the idea that you got to look where you're putting your foot's a kind of a big deal too. You know, mm-hmm. and so. Um, just spending time out on those in those kind of scenarios will help I think yeah and, and depending on what I, I mean so you talk about footwear I mean that is a huge part of it because a lot of guys from south and east and we go out there and we've got our danners or whatever hunting boots our your typical lace-up hunting boot or what have you and those are great boots for where we live but not really so much out there i mean in my opinion and and for my feet and what i've experienced i need to and and i i experienced it up here north of russellville in the in the hills and mountains that we've got here turkey hunting but a stiffer boot is way beneficial out there to keeping your feet healthy especially if you're carrying loads on your back you know of any you know 40 pounds or more because those boots like i'm talking about don't have the support to keep that ankle in position or Mm -hmm. if you're climbing up or side hilling they don't have the support to keep your ankles from rolling and things like that where you can get into the mountaineering type boots like a loa or a crispy or a zamberlin or something like that those are stiff and they're not as comfortable probably walking on flat ground they take a while to get broke in but that's what you're looking for when you're in that mountainous Mm -hmm. rocky terrain is a stiff boot you can jam your toe in the side of a hill and the flex on the sole is not very much so you can stand there flat Mm -hmm. on that on that sole with just the toe of your foot Mm -hmm. or if you're side hilling and you're sticking the side of that boot in the ground and walking it's not rolling on you all the time to the inside or the outside if it's your bottom foot and that's a speaking of side hill and that's probably that's where you you know everybody gets training for going out west and they go up and down they walk downhill and they walk uphill what a lot of guys don't do is do a lot of side hilling around on Mm -hmm. stuff and that's where a lot of your blisters and foot problems come from is the actual side healing that you have to do out there that we don't seem to train for mm-hmm. like we should so that's mm-hmm. that's a huge thing i would say to people when you are doing your training for out west and carrying that backpack get on some unlevel ground walk the side of a hill around as steep as the side of a hill as you can find and get your ankles strengthened up because you roll your ankle four or five times and it can put you out of the hunt you know mm-hmm. um a lot of times they're not severe, but after you do it three or four times in a day, day in, day out, it starts to build up. You know, you get inflammation in those ankles. They start hurting. So that's huge is, you know, get practice side healing, get those joints and lower leg muscles used to that uneven terrain. Mm-hmm. It, it's huge. 
it's huge. I've gone out there and been ruined because of my feet. Yeah. Matt, last year you traveled a ton on a bunch of different hunts all over, really, North America. <laughs> yeah, you got down to South America a little bit, yeah. too. So, what was there a hunt that you didn't feel very well trained for, and what would you have done different to... Um, um I was pretty well in shape for the trips because I knew beforehand where we were going mm-hmm. honestly the toughest mountain hunt that i did last year was probably was the turkey us, hunt on that turkey where hunt. we went up in the ozarks mm-hmm. in arkansas just because a lot of that side hilling like mm-hmm. you were talking to i wasn't used to it and we yep. were trying to get around the side mm-hmm. on some birds they were up on top we're not trying to spook them yep um and i guess that would probably come into i'm in shape for fall and winter for, through hunting season but i get home and i don't always keep my cardio up up and yep. then springs here all of a sudden and oh we're going turkey hunting and in the mountains yeah everything i've always done is <laughs> hunting land. food plots flatland mm-hmm. and brandon's like no we're going to the mountains get your camera let's go yeah <laughs> it's a different game up there yeah for sure mm-hmm. i mean it's physical yeah it's very physical hunt mm-hmm. but i mean it's not nothing it's nothing that you can't get in shape for yeah right. so the best thing I mean, to do is to to know where you're going yep know what what it's going to be like yep. and then find a way to train for it mm-hmm. where you're at so yeah, i mean stair machines i mean there's there's no excuse for not being in shape for whatever hunt you're wanting to if you want to be in yep. shape for it because there's mm-hmm. ways to do it yeah. you know stair machines treadmills and you can do it even if you don't have somewhere outside to do it mm-hmm. yeah box step ups i mean with a heavy pack i mean they suck i would say the biggest thing that's hurt me is just not being able to train for the elevation here in arkansas mm-hmm. when we go out west it there's does. just no way to there's not a way to simulate that i mean you can get they make a masks yeah. that you can get and they help a little bit but i mean there's no replica for that thin air, thin air. Yeah. um but if you're in good shape you, you, a couple of days and you oh, get yeah. acclimated. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't take long to get used to mm-hmm. it. But that initial first day or second day, you're out there and you're just yeah, you're I tell in you shape. That, you know you're in shape, but you're still. I tell you something that will help with that, and I think I felt like it has with me is incorporating very high intensity cardio into my training before mm-hmm. you go on something like that. Because a lot of times. When you get out there, you may be not moving at a slow pace, but it feels like you just did a 100-yard sprint. Because it's straight up. Yes. Explain explain some of that different hit training that you can do for people that don't know. So high-intensity interval training or high-intensity training in general would be maximum effort training for a shorter period of time and with very little rest in between. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the intensity is yeah. really high. You're keeping so, your heart rate up, you're, mm-hmm. you're breathing, all yeah, that. Yeah, so, you know, 60, 50-yard sprints yeah. in combination with like a kettlebell swing or something like that, you know, and, and doing that over and over, that gets that heart rate extremely high, which you're going to face out there when you start climbing and, and doing those things. And it's not such a shock to your body. If you just go on a ruck or a long walk with a backpack, yeah, that's good. It's going to build cardio, mm-hmm. but it's not going to build climbing straight up cardio. No. You're going to need some high intensity because that's a very high yeah. intense activity that yeah. you're doing. You're going to go 50, 60 yards and you're going to have to stop 
and yeah. take a breath. And and the more you've trained like that, very high intensity, you know, down here you may have to sprint all out those fifty yards to get the same effect that you're going to get hiking up there in that. Right. But the more you do that, the less time it takes your body to recover from it. Yeah. That's what like so CrossFit. I mean, we do high intensity training all the time. What I've noticed the the most other than being in shape all the time is recovery time when i do get out of breath or i do get fatigued so if i'm in the mountains hiking and i go and go and go and go and go and i have to stop and breathe four or five good deep breaths just good relaxed deep breaths and i'm recovered Mm -hmm. i'm not breathing hard anymore Mm -hmm. and that's what that high intensity training trains you your body to do is recover fast Mm -hmm. because you're adding a high intensity movement with another movement maybe with another movement so your body learns to recover under stress Mm -hmm. i mean if you're doing 50 yard sprints and you're doing 10 kettlebell swings at the end of it your body eventually is going to learn to catch up during Mm -hmm. the kettlebell swing Mm -hmm. you're you know you're yeah. taking deep breaths. You learn to take deep breaths while you're doing those movements, and yeah. and you recover during that movement to get ready for the next higher intensity movement. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it 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 works. Yeah. yeah. One of, one of the works. biggest things I found that helps me are doing fifty yard sled pulls mm-hmm. and then having yeah. a tire flip on the end. Absolutely. And you're you're running with the sled and you're looking forward to the tire flip because you know you have a in between those flips you have a little bit of time it's to a recover. Slower movement, you take mm-hmm. a deep breath in between each flip. Yeah. You know, a and by the time you get done with ten of them, you you're feel recovered. pretty good recovered uh-huh. and you're ready for another sled push or sled pull. Yeah. And sled that's another deal. Sleds are awesome. If you can get your hands on a sled, yeah. that that can mimic climbing as much as anything you can do, mm-hmm. especially pushing one. <laughs> Last September, when we were out in Colorado mm-hmm. elk hunting, um, we, me and Matt joke about this all the time, but we got up at like three in the morning, yeah. <laughs> and we sat out in the woods in the dark for like two hours. Two hours before, well, one morning we um, we had climbed up this mountain. I mean, it was steep, and I, I fortunately I wasn't in really bad shape i wasn't in great shape but i recovered pretty quick we would climb and it was pitch dark you couldn't see anything we'd climb <laughs> <laughs> the light we'd up on the side of this mountain we uh kind of come around the side of it and the guide says it's in where we're supposed to be oh god <laughs> and then the light comes up and we look down the side by sides right down below <laughs> it was really funny but um i just i was thinking about that story just because i remember my body recovered Cover pretty faster. quick because I had done several of those kinds of high-intensity workouts. Absolutely. You know? um, and that was a tough hike, if I remember you guys coming oh, back and telling the story. Easy. Y'all were helping each other, pulling each other oh, up. Yeah. It was not easy. Boys, we're not where we're supposed to be. See, yeah. Heath and I are in both we're in good shape. We can do that, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm an equipment junkie anyway, and that stuff like that's where good footwear comes in. You yeah. Know? You, talk, you talk to guys and... You know, there's a difference in a $200 pair of boots and a $400 pair of boots. And, you know, not everybody can afford that. I I get it. I get it. Afford what you can get Mm -hmm. and go. But if you can, I mean. You get what you pay for, for sure. Yeah. If if there's two pieces of equipment, if you're going out west, that you need to invest as much money in as you can, is your optics and your footwear. Mm -hmm. Those two things will help you be more successful out there than anything you can buy. In my opinion, because mm-hmm. you got to be able to cover a lot of ground you need with your eyes, with your and, with your eyes your and with your feet. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. But keep it simple. 
there's a lot of things you can do to get in shape for western hunting or deer hunting and any hunting in general uh there's tons of resources out there there's a guy um he runs a website called elk shape it's a pretty good resource for exercises that you can do to get in shape for western hunting and anything you do for out there is going to translate back east Mm -hmm. um for anything you're going to do here yeah um it's a good resource with no equipment really needed other than maybe a backpack and a box or what was that website again elk shape is is what it's called you can they're so they got a social media page they got a web page that's cool even has a youtube page i believe that has a lot of a lot of stuff on it so that's cool man this has been interesting stuff i think absolutely just because that's what we want to do you Mm -hmm. know i'm gonna need to be in shape and you know closing it out the the main thing is we all want to do this as long as we can Mm -hmm. and that's that's what in my opinion that's the biggest benefit of staying in shape for hunting is going to give you is more time because mm-hmm. i don't ever want to stop <laughs> and even if it's not hunting just something you enjoy in life yeah anything oh, you yeah. enjoy in life mm-hmm. you know? yeah i think that's something to remember is it's not just about being in shape for hunting it's about uh, hanging out with your grandkids if you've got well, a higher, or your quality, kids, a higher or, quality of life yeah period you know, that's what i'm looking for yeah you know being able to do whatever you want to do i don't want to be limited by my physical condition on mm-hmm. being able to do something mm-hmm. that might be fun well you heard it because we like to have fun that's right if it ain't fun we ain't doing it, <laughs> ain't doing it. that's a good closing right there there you the go produce, man all right well that's it if it ain't fun we, we ain't, ain't doing, doing it, it. You've been listening to the Fit Sessions of the Tour 12 podcast. If you have topics that you'd like to hear about, you can hit Brandon up on his Instagram account, or you can email us at feedback at tour12.com. It would mean a lot to our team if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Thanks again for listening to Tour 12.